Welcome to the lucky number seven episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X, on a Thursday evening with the crew, the fellas. We're going to start out in the A with Mr. Dub K, Mr. Gene Hopkins. What's cracking? What's cracking, ladies and gents? Ladies and gents, what's crack-a-lackin'? And normally coming to us from Detroit, Michigan, but right now on the road again. That's right. Just can't wait to get on the road again. This is some dedication on your part there, Mr. Lancaster. I appreciate you doing the oh, show as, as you travel down. I don't know, is it 95 or whatever road it is, Mr. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in New Jersey right now, about to get on to George Washington. There you I'll, go. Be, I'll be home soon. Holler at you in a minute, Mr. Grant Lancaster. Right. You might be, well, right across, might be right down the block by the time the show is over. That's what's yes, up, sir. bro. Yes, That's sir. what's up. So so today we got the seventh episode going on, lots of stuff going on. And because last week we were changing, I actually changed over from uh, Spreaker as our normal host to a new hosting site. The episode from last week actually didn't get posted until two days ago. It was up on Friday and it didn't actually go through until two days ago. And I had mixed feelings about that, yo, because I listened to that episode and it cracked me the fuck up. I'm not going to lie. It was very, very funny. But also at the same time, it was extremely inappropriate. That's what makes it funny, though. Yo, you want to hear something crazy? I can't recall any of the content in my head right now. <laughs> oh man, that's a good that's a good thing about doing like over fifty shows or close to fifty shows a year. We forget at the end of the show, but man, it was bad. It was bad, but it was funny as hell. Oh my gosh! Every time I saw it, I was belly aching, laughing. It was almost like somebody else was speaking and everything. That's funny. I wish I could say that. Somebody else was speaking. That's my denial. It wasn't me. I was taking over. Well, it was me. So, but Gene, last week, you you said something last week. You don't remember, but I'm going to remind you. You said, God damn, is the whole show unscripted? (laughs) I'm I'm searching for context. (laughs) <laughs> do you not prepare? You said, do you not prepare for anything? Uh, I think I made cracks like that a few times, but I, don't, I, I did that last week. Okay, yes, man, you, yes, my bad. Yes, and you were, you were 100% right. And I am ashamed of myself as a host. Ashamed. So much so that I wrote at least three or four sentences this week to prepare for the podcast. So now we're prepared. Thank you, Gene. Three sentences. So I'm going to give you all a chance to get into it. We can talk. We can start anywhere here. We're going to start with something just like really, 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 really ridiculous, which is the insurrection trials. That's right. We're going to go back to our old favorite people. The owners of the Capitol building who have the right to go into their house anytime they want to because it's the people's building. It's the people's building. They can go there anywhere. There's no reason for them to be on trial. And somehow, three of them got convicted so far in jury trial so far. 
I'm not saying it's right, but I am saying it's funny. So, you know, what do you think about the insurrection trial? 0 for 3 in jury trials so far. The last guy, he claimed that uh, his defense there, they're going to try different defenses. This defense was, he was brainwashed by Donald Trump and the administration and the followers, and that he felt like at one point he was following a presidential edict to go and rush into the people's building and stop the steal. So here, here's the question that I want answered. Did they have on the ass chaps? The shaman ass chaps. Did, did anyone have on the ass chaps? I guess you would wear those shaman ass chaps. Shaman ass chaps would probably be more appropriate for sentencing day. Right. Oh, okay, okay. No ass chaps. All right. In case. Well, yeah. You know, mother made a mother had a motherfucker. Convict all the asses. I don't give a fuck. Oh, for three, bro. You know, when you read any, when you read these stories, when you try to prepare for a show because one of your co-hosts gets on you, you know, one of the reasons why I don't do that is because it just brings me into these rabbit holes. And I get into these rabbit holes and I start reading these articles. And the first guy who actually decided to go for a jury trial, it's a guy named, uh, his name is Guy, believe it or not, Guy Rafit. And he was bragging in text and online and all about what he did and you know, what he was being um, convicted for or being tried for, c- convicted now because, hell, he guilty. So now he's guilty. It's official. But um, having a handgun on the premises of the place. And it turns out that he was bragging so much to everybody, but he was saying that if you report me despite me bragging, then you're the traitor. And it turns out that the person that, Turned him in was his own son. (laughs) Yep. His own son. And I was reading. Yeah, I was reading the story. It was very interesting because before Trump came in, they were discussing the different. He was discussing the differences in him and his father's politics. He was a little bit left. He was a moderate left. His father was a moderate right. And then Trump came in. And they just like they just went further to each side, and he was actually with his father when his bro- father was bragging that he had. Um, I want to get the quote here. He had he claimed this guy guy said I started the fire. He took credit for everything that was going wow. on that day. Nice, yeah. Nice. And the beautiful thing is that his son actually recorded him saying this stuff. Mm. His son recorded Damn. it. How old so is a douchebag doesn't necessarily a douchebag doesn't necessarily raise a douchebag. No. No. I guess that's okay. part of that's a good message, Grant. That's a good message. Sunshine sunshine and rainbows. I need to get a sunshine and rainbow sound effect because that's actually a beautiful thing because a douchebag did not raise another douchebag in this case, but he did raise someone who is um, ungrateful. <laughs> I mean, your dad did feed you. Like, I can applaud the action. Well, no, nah, we, we, we don't know. You don't know. You never know what kind of perceived abuse, and what I mean by that is what the child perceiving something that, you know, something abusive or what type of actual abuse or 
We just don't know. I mean, there's so many, so yeah. much history. I, that's why I want to know how old was the kid. A lot he, of assholes he was in, in his twenties. Some of them are parents. Oh, he was in his twenties. Oh, yeah, he was a grown person. He was a grown yeah, person. He, he, yeah, he, he. I mean, he thought it, it's a combination of a couple of things. He thought uh, that little mm. of his dad, or he thought that much of his duty. Right. You know, or in between, all in between and shit. You know, uh, so. So uh, he said duty. He said duty. <laughs> well, he said yeah. his dad said his, he said that um, whoever turns him in is a traitor. Don't do it because traitors get shot. So if you turn me in, he basically kind of threatened him. He said, if you turn me in, I'm going to shoot you. So I wonder if he's going to have to make good on that effect now. Is he going to shoot his son when he comes out? Is that going to be another story? No, nah, he's going to. I'm loving thing he this. Do to his son is, go ahead, is go ahead. hand him, hand him his, hand him an extra set of ass chaps. <laughs> More shaman ass chaps. More shaman ass chaps. That's what the world needs today. A little bit of butt, and that's funny. That like you know. So um, yeah, man. These trials, they're they're all so far. Eighty six people have been indicted, I think, and whew, it's not looking good. Yeah, that doesn't it doesn't surprise me because I was saying before, you know, uh, either you take a hard position or you're united with them. It's just it, there's no in betweens. On, on on something like that, you know, and I, I think they got to know it too. Uh, but uh, none of that surprises me. I thought for, I I thought from the beginning, oh yeah, I mean, you know, it, they got to set some examples. And one thing about this country is, I think I said it on one of these podcasts you is, is that you, you know they don't you know ain't having that bully shit because they the biggest bullies. Ain't that the truth? I'm ain't telling that the you, truth. you, you know, you ain't gonna try them. If you try them, especially on on the, on the global stage, mm. oh no, they can't have that. It'd be a whole bunch of put people popping up to try them if, if they just let that go. Yeah, well, you know, repair costs they're saying are going to be for the damage that was done are going to reach around thirty million dollars between fixing the damage that they did and making improvements. So I'm just wondering if they're going to also like um, make them pay some of those fines and some of those ways. I mean, you had a woman that flew in a real estate mogul flew in on her own airplane. Maybe they should make her sell her airplane to pay for the damages. I mean, it is her house, but it's my house, too. And I want to see the itemized. I want to see the itemized bill for that 30 million, though. Well, maybe I, I, I don't. I don't want to see two million and two million in damages, and then twenty-eight million in improvements. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, that's actually what they're what they're talking about. From describing what I was reading, it sounded like they're going to make some improvements to it, and that's probably oh, yeah. where the majority are gonna, right. is going to go yeah, in. Yeah. That shit, that technology is about to get stupid on that building. I'm telling you, right? Yeah. Now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They're about yeah, to all that it, facial recognition shit, all every everything every coming in. Biometrics to the core. Yeah, yeah bruh. It's gonna you know, be like a, it's gonna be like the cartoons where they create the drop floors where you walk in and right. they pull a leveler and you just fall thirty feet down into a cage. 
you know, and that's going to be nah, it. Yeah. Insurrection you over. Be, you ain't going to be able to get in there like that no more. I mean, you know, no. that's going to be because if because if, if that same you take that same crowd and they do that same exact thing to the White House, what happens? Mm. Decimation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Never yeah. <in> everything. <laughs> this that's- is going to be set up. This is going to be set up. You know, so that it could it could deliver a harsh blow too to any any uh you know violators. Well, I'm sure of it. I'm not sure how I feel about that because it is the people's. Nah, listen, I I, I don't necessarily care. You know, if they if they um, I I, th- I think it might be funny to see him try it again. Might be funny. Let's see what happens next time with the new. Let's test out the improvements. Maybe they should beat them and, you know, test out the improvements. See if they put an alligator pit in there with a moat, something like that. Maybe some technology that'll just like, you know, I I don't know. We could just like go crazy with it. All the Home Alone shit. All the Home Alone shit. Yeah, cans. Cans swinging down from the, from the top of the, from the roof of the White House, just knocking people off, knocking Trump hats off and knocking people out. Yeah, so... So, yeah, so that's what we started with. Now, I'm going to go on to another topic, a second topic. That's right, Gene. This is number two on my list that I wrote down today. And we're going to go back to our favorite topic, which is Will Smith smacking Chris Rock. Now we're talking about the overflow, all the damage and the lives that have been ruined by this one moment in time when this man smacked another man at the Oscars. Right. This is serious, man. Gene, you got to take this serious. I see you You like to. This is serious. I'm going to tell you something. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like Charles Barkley on this on certain topics. We shouldn't even discuss this shit. We should not. <laughs> and that's my but, whole point. That's my whole point. Wait, stop right there, Gene. Stop right there. Uh, I can always get you to say what I want you to say. Because here's the thing. Channing Tatum and Tandy Newton should have taken that same advice. Because apparently on the set of Magic Mike 3, they had a conversation about what happened at the Oscars. And it escalated to the point where after eight weeks, I think it's a few weeks of, um, I think it's like uh, 13, 14 days of filming where she was like one of the main character, the second main character in the movie. She's now gone and replaced because they started fighting about Will smacking Chris Rock. Who was fighting? Channing Tatum and Tandy Newton. Channing Tatum. The, the yeah, dancing yeah, the, dude, the, the dancing white, white dude. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. who was the other person? Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton. Who is she, that? She's an actress. She was in uh, probably Crash is probably her biggest movie, I you think. See, she's in oh, Westworld. The, the sister, yeah. The sister, oh, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah Westworld. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Westworld, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's in Westworld. Yeah. So this is another life that's been ruined by Will Smith smacking Chris Rock at the Oscars. So the black woman got fired. Well, he's he's the executive producer. It's his series. Oh, okay. It's like, okay. you know, it's his movie. He's the one. They're not okay. really 
The women aren't flocking to the movie theaters to see Fanny Newton like rub up on them. They can have any any older woman like rub up on them, and that's kind of what they did. They put Salma Hayek in there because we know they what demographic they're going right. after. Oh hell yeah, upgrade! That's an upgrade. That's an upgrade. Just... Oh hell yeah, Salma Hayek from Tandy Newton. Come on, son. Well, it's a woman's fantasy, so it's like you know these women are going there. They really want to yeah. be the ones that are that are rubbing on these guys in the movie theater. No. So what it comes down to is who do you feel less jealous of rubbing up against Channing, T- Channing Tatum, Vandy Newton or Salma Hayek? So the dudes that are going to have to watch this with their women, it's an upgrade for them. I'll put it that way. Bro, bro, let me tell you something. The way you You're watch, talking about the movies, the yeah. Magic Mike movies. Yeah. The, I ain't never seen now on them. The way you watch that, the way you watch that movie is the same way you handle strip clubs, male strip clubs, which is you let the women go at eight o'clock and you stand outside and wait until eleven when this when the show is over. And you walk Why? in there because the women she could drive her, she could drive herself to that guy because the women be worked up because the women be worked yeah. up. That's what that's one of the things that Chippendales. There's this place on Long Island. I can't speak for, I can't speak ill of, um, you know, Mr. Brooks isn't here today, but one of the first, one of the first things that, no, but he'll agree, he would agree with me if he was there. One of the first tips that his mom gave us on getting like laid when we got older, she's like, when y'all get old enough, what you need to do is you find where the strip clubs are and you go to the male strip club at 11 o'clock when they start letting the men in. And you will definitely get laid because them chicks is ready to rub up against the log at that point. Oh, that's what you're talking about. I thought you was. Yeah. Uh, I thought you was dropping the girl off yeah. and picking her up. No, yeah. Send you home and let your husband knock. No, no, yeah. no. You let them do the dance, and then they would open up the doors. That's why those clubs are popular with guys too, because all you had to do is you open up the doors afterwards, and you know most of the women. There's only X amount of dancers, and they're not going home with everybody or somebody every night. You know, so you're basically next up in line. It's like, it's like easy singles. So. That's crazy. It is crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. No, for, I mean, I, I, I never got to do stuff like that. So to me, it's crazy, you know. It sounds like fun. I never actually did it. You know, yeah, I never had to. I never had to. It sounds like fun. It does sound like fun, though. But I, you know, I've I've seen the lines. I actually I remember driving oh, past no, this man. Huh? <laughs> I, I'm so reckless. I I would, I would I would be scared, like yo, to any takers, and I, I don't know. I just I, it, it's just I know I know people do it all the time, but that's so to me it's just so reckless. You know, like some shit could pop. I mean, you just don't know what you're putting your hand into. <laughs> 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 Listen, you know, so to speak. This was this is pre this was like pre Tinder, you know, pre internet, oh. pre Tinder. You got to remember, this is a yeah. different world. This is the world that. Listen, if you're under the age of like thirty years old, cover your ears. This is the world that your mom was living in. This is what they were doing. Right. You know what? Think about your 40, 50, 60 year old mom. Really, sixty year old mom at the club throwing dollars at a man and then jumping on the first thing that walks into the house. Getting it in. Mama got needs. You know, but it's the same. Mama, mama got needs. <laughs> mama got needs, right. There you go. 
Listen, but these are we listen, this is born in trouble, bro. We talk about real issues, real things that actually happen. Sure, you may not want to hear it. We may not want to talk about it, but you need to know these things. You need to know when grandma has that sly smile on her face, why she has that sly smile on her face. It's not because she just knitted you an Afghan. Right. That's not yeah, it. Look, you, you also need you also need to know you also need to know that these goddamn cops is cowards. Mm. Oh yeah. That goes without saying. So we gonna go there. <laughs> So, I'm telling you, man. So we're they gonna go cowards. there. You feel you saw that you saw that tape. What's his name, Patrick? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't think that he should have been shot? Like Gene, like you know, Gene, you were a former police officer. You were once a police officer. Somebody's wrestling with you like that. Do you think that you would have ended up doing a similar, having similar action or a similar interaction with him? Uh, no. I mean, you know, but I, I was telling this guy that, so most, most cops, man, they, they, they pull a gun and, and before there's ever a threat that justifies it, but, but they can always articulate the threat. And I say that to say that the culture is escalate to the highest level, uh, you know, really quickly. You know, if if someone says "boo" to you, you know what I'm saying. Right. So you know, th- there's there's different types of uh, of uh, resisting. You know, mm-hmm. passive, active, and evasive are some of the ones I could think of. And so you know, you you have a decision to make on each type. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if if they're passively resisting, you have decisions to make. Now, if those decisions result in the death of an unarmed person, then you made the wrong motherfucking decisions, A. But B, it's probably because, uh, you know, there's this, it's a culture of cowards. And what I mean by cowards is, you know, some in true definition, but they are not brave enough to let somebody draw first blood before they turn it up to kill mode. Mm. And so it takes right. brave people to 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 say okay, harm has to come to me or within a, a you know within a gnat's ass from me before I I turn the level up. I'm not just going to go in with the level on 10. Oh. Oh, you know or or get to the po- if someone's trying to run away from me. Mm. Well, you, you see know, what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. The training is though for lethal, for lethal force. And my question is like, there's just so many wrong things with this. But um, he's reaching for his taser. If he gets his hands on his taser and he tases the cop, isn't that an argument? A strong argument for using force, or at least using you know you unholstering your gun. If the guy's got his hand on your taser the entire time, because if he tases you, now you're out of it, and he has access to your gun. This, so, so how did we get to this point? Is the first question I'm going to ask. Cops being heavy-handed, police being heavy-handed. Right, but before that, how did we get to that point where the cop had to be heavy-handed? 
Well, I mean, there's I'm a lot talking of... about in this instance, in this incident, I'm, I'm asking specifically. Well, in this incident, know, there's a lot of red flags with the driver. Okay, if I'm being honest about it. He stopped. He got out of his car. You don't want the guy getting out of his car, but he got out of his car right away. The tags were off, so he knew that something was wrong right away. So maybe he's going to run. Maybe he's going to rabbit on you. But he's like acting and can hear it. It's like almost like he's thinking about it. Okay. Then he starts to, then he starts to resist being detained. Right. Which is understandable. And which is like understandable. But here's the thing that here's, hold on, this is, hold on. This is a single cop. (coughs) This is a single cop. And there's two men in the car. There's two men in the car. Uh One guy stays his ass in the car. And then another person comes out, comes outside and from his house, apparently. And he's watching the incident. And right. he's telling the cop during the incident, he's not resisting arrest, but he was clearly exi- resisting arrest, clearly. Right. And, okay. you know, so now you got basically this other voice and this other guy who sees you standing here struggling with this dude. He's not moving to help you, so you know he's not one of those. He's not on the side of me as a police officer. So I'm playing devil's advocate. And then yep. on the other side, he's saying, like, he's saying these statements like, Yo, why don't you just talk to him? He's not trying to resist you. But he was trying to resist him. He was actively resisting him. So you might feel outnumbered at that point. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. First of all, the decision to arrest, right? Okay. The decision to arrest. That came very, very quickly. Uh, uh, you know, because there was he had no backup with him to arrest this guy. Should this guy present a problem in being arrested, so tactfully he didn't even handle it well. You know, uh, or or the organization didn't have somebody that could be there or whatever. Somebody that th- those there are things that just just from that perspective that can be tightened up, right? Okay. And then there, and then if someone is actively resisting or or a combination of passive and active and everything else. You can always back up from them and get on your radio and take and take a play to stance and, and not accept offense. But man, I'm gonna tell you something. I had people sprint away from me, man, and all I did was calmly grab my mic and say, uh uh city so and so he's running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm still standing there watching the ass. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know. Uh. Uh. But and and there are times where I backed up. Uh. You know, for some bikers and shit like that, and waited for people to come. I could have went in there like a cowboy, ego filled with ego, this and that, and everything else, and, and all types of. And there are times that I made bad decisions. So don't get me wrong. What I'm talking about though is is my experience versus a system. That has to that has to make changes. I mean, from the roots in order to, for it to ever be a service to the people, mm. without, without people dying. And so, and, and so, I'm saying these with these what, what police are typically uh, the way they typically are wired are. Look, I have to escalate this shit to whatever because it's you know I need to make it home at night, sort of like, you know, rather be judged by uh, 12 than mm. carried by 6, you know, that kind of mentality, and what I'm telling you is they got their hand on the volume button when it comes to fucking uh, uh, force 
and 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 they immediately turn it to 10 like somebody who's got the jitters or something they turn it to 10 and then the and then the fallout that happens is usually you know or many times a dead black male so i have i have a question so if if so i have a couple questions so resisting resisting arrest in the manner that i saw brother resisting arrest is that something that he should have been killed for i mean i understand the possibility of him getting the taser tasing the officer and then taking the cop's gun and shooting Mm -hmm. but that was not that's that's a that's a long reach yeah, but our whole yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Our whole culture at this point will say that if we, that that's enough articulation, uh, that's enough evidence to say that uh, yeah, the, uh, his if the cop's life was possibly in danger, so he had to do what he had to do, and and that of course is the. Look, uh, there are people. Who, yeah, that's there are people who say that it's right for sure. Um, there's people who who are, are going to be signed because I I was I was I did a little back and forth with for one on uh on uh on Facebook today. Uh uh, but there are people who 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 say that it could be. They say, look, he had to stop him with his gun because uh you know at that point you know that's what he had to 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 stop the threat of this guy getting his shit and killing him so uh if they can articulate that the, the cop's life was in danger in any way then it's a wrap it's a good shoot in their head and stuff and then uh most of the citizens are gonna say why the fuck was that dude resisting or running mm. so so the guy the guy with training Exactly. The guy with training for such situations yep. had to resort to deadly force against and, a guy without training for these type of situations. And it's acceptable. acceptable. And it's acceptable. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> what, you're, what you're saying, Grant, about the training and everything, that's kind of like where I come in with it. I don't even, I don't know how to feel about this one because you know what? He probably should not have been resisting in that manner the way that he resisted. And definitely because he reached for his taser, the police officer has a pretty good argument for why he did what he did. Because, like, you know what, and I understand the back of the head and on the ground and all that other stuff, but, like, that could have been flipped around very quickly quickly with the taser in his hand and going into the cop, and then the cop is, like, incapacitated and at the risk of this, at the um, right, and so yeah, the guy had to mercy. die to prevent. Well, I'm telling you, you this see, is what I'm saying. You see, but like, yeah, no, listen, no, I I understand. Let me just finish That's, my thought. Yeah, because like the 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 part about that he had to die, and like you know what Grant said about the training. These guys, that's the, that was his training. Really, in that situation, he did what he was trained to do in that situation. So. I'm less more. I'm less on the police officer this time than I am on the system on the whole. Man, oh, but it's the back of the head, though. So, he, so, so. Let me, let me, let me, let me. Uh, how go, go, go how go do you scrap to a position of back of the head shot? That's a that is a decision to apply deadly force because you know a bullet's about to go in the back of somebody's head. 
tripped because your life is in danger. And what I'm telling you is this, okay? That cop very well may have felt like his life was in danger. But therein is the fucking problem. Yeah. Okay. So, if, if, if. I'm going to give you more on that. So, here's my my other, uh, or another question. If police are meant to protect and serve, if that's if that's what the job is, protect and serve. Mm-hmm. Property. What what protection and serving are they doing in Grand in where they were in Grand Rapids? Well, right. Mm-hmm. It, so so protecting and serving. To me, if you protecting and serving, that means someone has to have something that you are protecting. Right. So there has to be some to me, there's some that implies someone who has means, not not this. That's not a hood kind of kind of police. You know what I mean? Like policing in the hood is is different. It's applied differently. You're not mm-hmm. really protecting and serving in the hood. No. Nah. You see what I'm saying? What you're doing in the hood is hunting. Mm. Yeah. And, and chastising, whipping right. and chastising. Yeah. You're, I mean, not, nah, but you hunting because yeah. when when you pull people over, you're hoping. And and right. I and, and so Departed is one of my favorite movies. In Departed, Leonardo DiCaprio says most cops get on the job to use their service revolver. Right. That's the whole, that's the that's the thrill. You know, I know what I mean? I it's did. like, I like know you, I get, did. you get on you get on the fire department, you want to have fires. Now, the result of having fires means somebody gonna lose all their shit. Mm-hmm. And or life, but you're not you know? thinking about it that way because what you're thinking about is you want to go in, put the fire out, get the kudos from your people. You know what I mean? You want to be seen coming out the door with the pipe. You know what I mean? Smoky on on the backdraft side of the game. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what being a firefighter means to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Being a police officer means being able to shoot somebody to a lot of people, whether mm-hmm. we want to admit it or not. And the, the the chasm the chasm that exists between the way that people of color and I'm gonna say people of color just because, but right. primarily black people are policed is way different than the way oh, that yeah. everybody else is policed. Mm. Yeah. And when you talk about protect and serve, you know, you can just flip that to New York City where they had an investigation with all these New York City police officers. I believe it was like 155 or 187. I don't know why those two numbers like stick out to me, but they were all in, um, investigated and they were found to have lied during the, vest- the investigation, which is a terminable um, response. It's something that you can, it's a terminatable offense and how many of those police officers were terminated as a result of this investigation and this coming to light right the so, answer is absolutely zero right and it, and this 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 goes across so being being a, a first responder right first responders are like we we are the people that go we go in when everybody else is running away, mm-hmm. right? You running from, we running to, right? So we are given a lot of leeway. Mm-hmm. However, 
However, even in that leeway, there has to be some standard that you are held to. And this, that's where, the, that's where the problem exists. There are no, the standard that they're held, there is no standard that police officers are held to. None. When it comes to shooting black people. When it comes to shooting people, it, not, not, not just black people, people, they can shoot them more right. because as long as you're, if you're white and you're liberal, and you're and you're one of those people. They consider you whether we believe in everything that that they do or they don't do, whatever. But they also can be targets, right? Oh, they yo, hold on. They that cop turned his camera off, didn't he? It got turned off, but I don't think he did it. He didn't have time to turn his camera off. It was like so probably one of those things during where the tussle it got not it got turned off. Yeah, it got turned off probably like body on body. They were they were scrapping. Yeah, I want to know what he paid. I want to know what the fuck they paid for that technology. Then if yeah. if it failed, if it failed in that instance, I want to know what he what they paid for that technology. Well, everything because is on. Be... They got everything on tape because there was somebody shooting it. There was someone shooting it with the camera. So it's like, I don't think it was, I don't even think he, I don't even think he turned that off. And when he did it, after he killed him, he was like, he's like, man, I think it got to the point where he was like, if I don't, it was like life or death with this dude. And he's like, if I don't stop this now, then it's not going to stop. My whole thing is, I don't understand why if you can reach for your gun, you can step back. He's incompetent. Why can't you move back and shoot him someplace other than the head? To stop him, if you really feel like he's a threat, at that I'm point, telling you, he, he about to be a hero in his department. He really is, and his neighborhood. We had I had a whole conversation about this, you know, today on um that wisdom map, and I kind of listen. I am. <sighs> I don't know though. This is in Flint, or you said this uh, is in Grand, Grand Rapids. Rapids. Grand Rapids. Like I, I hate to, I hate to like you know give anyone a pass on shooting somebody. You know, but this is about as close as it gets to that, to that, you know, point Shit. that that's, that's all, you know, listen, that's all I can, that's all I'm going to say about as far as that is concerned. But the rest of the shit is the reason why this shit is happening and why it happens is because people like Philandro Castile, who's sitting in his car and has a legal permit and just gets let off on by a cop. And nobody goes Yo. to jail for that. So, so when motherfuckers start wrestling you and they're starting to feel like this could be their last moments on earth, it's because somebody watched that on TV, on the internet, so somewhere. So check this out. So check this out, X. Okay. So when you take anything, any type of abuse, any type of oppression or whatever you take any of that shit right mm-hmm. and uh you apply it over enough time right where if you want to get rid of it you have to almost you have to go to an extreme to uh balance it so to speak or get rid of it right you got to go to extremes because of how long it's been applied and stuff okay mm-hmm. and i guess the best way for me to put it is this look because of where we're at and where we have been, yo, there's no tolerance. That I don't want to try to correct things by tiptoeing and making sure there's no casualties. If this is a motherfucking casualty, then so be it. 
This is a problem against the system. And if that and if that cop and all his intentions were pure enough legally and this and that and morally, according to across the board, and but he still has to pay, the motherfucker gotta pay, man. The shit gotta change. And I don't mm. think, you know, uh, a lot of times we're worried about little justices and injustices and this and that along the way to change and stuff. But there were so many casualties on the flip side to get here. So, you know, if we're going to go extreme, there's going to be fucking casualties. And so uh, uh, my my point is, if everybody starts thinking, oh, we got to be fair and this and that on every single one. And we got to change the system at the same time. Come on, man. That's a fool's bet. Is that ever going to happen? Well, no, it's probably never going to happen. But if you're talking about in practice and being fair with everything, if things were fair across the board, we don't have any of these conversations. We don't have Black Lives Matter. We don't have Donald Trump as president because everyone knows and can expect the right thing, the moral thing, the just thing to actually happen. But within our system, that's not what we get. We get people like Zimmerman, who no matter who he killed, because his father was a judge and his mother was a clerk, and they are basically parts and science in that system and everything, he's never going to get convicted in that system. And as long as the system operates the way it does in a for-profit manner, it cannot be saved and it should be burned down. It should be burned yeah, well, down. How, that's just what I'm saying. How, how can you how can you almost give this man a pass? We're dealing in the reality well, of the system that we live in. And in the reality so, of the system that we lived in, if hypothetically, hypothetically, everyone's doing what they're supposed to do, it's understandable to understand why he may have felt that that dude might get the upper hand on him. I saw the video. I only watched it once because I can't watch that shit. And I didn't even want to watch it. But I looked at those two dudes and how they were struggling. And they were evenly matched. He was evenly matched. And like you said, he's a punk. So he shouldn't have been on that job. He should have handled it differently. If you're evenly matched with the person and you see it and you're recognizing the situation, he should have handled it the way that you handled it when he was trying to get away. Got him running. This dude's yeah, trying to get exactly. away. This right. dude's Why trying to get away. Well, right. well, but I'll tell you what. It, what happens is ego takes over. Now, the, the other thing is, what exactly was he arresting him for? Well, the plates on the car didn't match. Okay, yeah, so... I, I so, think he so, had bad license, too. Yeah, okay, so, he didn't even show so, him his license. Do you, so, so now they're saying this, but the dude probably knew that, so he probably knew... They, he knew he was going to jail yep. for a suspended driver's license just think about that and yeah nah we can't have chaos and no rules and this and that i don't even want to hear that shit because we've been having them and people still catching hell so fuck all that but but just think he for not for a license for driving a car for moving places you can't even get places a lot of times without cars and this and that and everything else and then a car put together with tags and this and that yeah it's worth investigating in case they were are about to do something, you know, like people with uh, cars you can't trace and this and that are doing. It's worth investigating if his driver's license has been suspended for multiple DUIs or this, that, and everything else and so on and so forth. But understand this, that when I went to jail for a week and most of the people in there was in there on some bullshit, 
they wasn't no fucking killers and <laughs> drug right. dealers and this and that. Right. T- and so and so under and so understand this. If that is what you're accustomed to, and you know this interaction with this cop is gonna lead you in a stinking, filthy fucking jail, because they stink and they're nasty and this and that, and not to even say what they do to the psychology, then yeah, we are in a culture where, yeah, you know what? It's not abnormal for someone to be like, yo, I wanna dip the fuck up out of here because I don't like I, I don't like my chances on any result. Mm-hmm. For because that is where we have brought it. Mm-hmm. It's either that is is it's either because that's where we have brought it and got it to. This is the point we got it to, or we go ahead and accept that, quote unquote, those people are just animals. Mm-hmm. So, so when, when you when you consider the fact that twenty five percent of the world's prisoners, the world, are in America, right, mm-hmm. and then half of those are black people, mm. <laughs> right, right, just right. consider that. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. I've been telling people that. That's that's your girl so, wrote that. Michelle Alexander, shout out. But go ahead. So so running away is a viable. Like it's you gotta you just gotta understand as a you should understand as a police officer. Your training should be okay. This motherfucker gonna try to he gonna try to bail. You know what I mean? He ain't he ain't trying to go to jail. Right. This motherfucker ain't trying to kill you. Right. He's trying to get away. Right. That's it. He's trying to get away. Right. So what I'm saying is you as the as the officer should have some discretion. Now I'm not I'm not putting all the blame on the officer. I don't want to make it sound like that because as a black man in America, you should know once you grab that taser, you gotta know that, that the, the nine is coming out mm-hmm. at some point. If he if he can't if he can't whoop your ass off the dribble, the nine is coming out. And some mm-hmm. bullets are going to be flying towards your ass. Mm-hmm. You got to know that as a black man in America. So, I mean, like I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to place all the blame on the police officer. But there has to be some better level of accountability for murdering people. And because when you shoot a motherfucker in the back of the head, that's murder. And I, that's, yeah, I don't know how you gonna articulate. It ain't no threat. And that's, that's, that's the back of the head. I'm telling you, don't uh, in their in their context, it don't matter if he shot him in the eye socket and the balls in the back of the head or whatever. If he says that his life was in danger and they can articulate that shit, that's that that they don't they it don't matter that he shot him in the back of the head. But but what I'm it, it you know I'm saying that. That is the story for every fucking incident. So are all of them true? Right. Hell no. Nah. Most of the motherfuckers ain't probably what I'm. They, you know that they're trained. They're trained to 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 put that narrative out and adopt that narrative in the oh, psyche yeah. and everything they're else. Trained so to put that those two in your head. Exactly, but yeah. but how will you ever know that if whether it, it, it is procedure ego? Or uh, you know, or just uh, rebellion or whatever. How do you how how do you know? Uh, except for we just go ahead and take history and do an analysis, and we know if we do an analysis on history, what this looks like, and nobody wants to address that, and it has to change. It has to, I mean, but from the roots, it has to change because when a per, I'm telling you, man, we can learn a lot from fucking 
uh, some of them European countries, man, where, you know, citizens ain't even thinking about uh, carrying guns and this and that. But we're not going to do that because we the country's already sold out to uh, gun makers. Yeah. They had, gun makers have them, have them convinced that people are coming from across the borders and going to shoot them up <laughs> and take their whole cribs, you know, which is like, I don't right. think it's I don't think it's ever happened in, you know, in like since like Texas in like the eight, the 1800s, you know, but they, they have people convinced that this is what's going to happen as if like, you know, giving up, giving up your guns is going to allow that. They use Ukraine as an example. Two crazy ass motherfuckers, like a Russian and a Ukrainian in New York and a Ukrainian in New York. You know what you know you got in that room? Two potentially crazy motherfuckers. Okay. But what what I'm saying is that them guns, the gun, the guns that they have out there or the guns that, you know, the police have to carry guns because there's so many guns out there and everything else. Um, those are root problem with the roots of this thing Yes, that have to change. You know what I'm saying? Because n- nothing changes. None of the symptoms change if if the roots don't get changed. So our whole fucking discussions and everything else, this shit is just annoying. It's like a motherfucking hamster wheel, man. You know, yeah. this is that. You know, no, no one wants to, you know. Yeah. But I will say this, though, that it requires something extreme. <laughs> You know, I think it requires I think it requires acceptance right now, acceptance of the world that you live in, that the shit is never going to be fucking right, because there's always going to be someone that's saying that there's a reason why they should be acting like X, Y and Z. When the truth of the matter is, if everything was fair and upfront from the very beginning, like I said, we're not having any of these conversations, but you're not willing to do take any steps towards making the world an equitable, fair place. As a matter of fact, you know, you're actually trying to take it in the other direction. Like in Kentucky. See, I wrote some stuff down. Libraries, because we're going to get off of this for a minute because there's no wins in this conversation unless you're going to burn this whole motherfucking down and start from scratch, which is what you really need to do. But libraries in Kentucky now. They're no longer in control of nonpartisan people. They're now in control of the partisan local politicians. So now you actually have a move towards fascism. And instead of burning the books, they're just not going to buy them. And they're just going to remove them from libraries. So someone like Sean King, who grew up in Kentucky, would have to go and search extra hard if he were a poor black person to find his information in libraries of Kentucky moving forward. That's a crazy thought. I don't know. I mean, is it the same information Just access you can access via online? Well, I mean, via online, if you go to libraries, they can put blocks on certain sites and information. So I think you're probably going to see that happening with the online sites as well. They're going to actually be blocking access to websites, much like they do in Russia and China. Um, liberal stuff, what they deem to be liberal. And they're planning on making this, keeping the poorest, most uneducated state educated in one way. One of the poorest, most uneducated states, which is Kentucky. I think they're consistently either 50, 51, or 52. And this is what they're doing in Kentucky. So you have all you have all this control 
of people's thought processes so that they'll never get that way. Even Elon Musk today, he tried to buy Twitter. He tried to buy Twitter today. Did y'all see that? I did. Yeah, he offered he offered forty three billion dollars to buy a majority of the stock in Twitter after he's already bought become the largest stockholder in Twitter. I think he holds like seven or eight percent. But he offered to offered to pay forty three billion for the rest of it because what he says is he wants to make Twitter the ultimate free speech platform. No more censorship there. So you can get Nazi stuff there. You can get anything you can possibly want on Twitter if Elon Musk actually takes over the company. Now, mind you, Elon Musk is a South African, and there are numerous rumors about him, about his family, before he actually came. They say it's been debunked, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, and they said he, it's somewhat debunked, somewhat not. It's still up in, up in question. But apparently his father used to um, run some or own Emerald Mines, an Emerald Mine somewhere in Africa, in South Africa, before apartheid ended. So his fam- and his family was well-to-do. He apparently is estranged from his father, but you don't know why he's estranged for his father, from his father. So you can't automatically say it's because of race issues because that's definitely not the case because Tesla, they just had a, they also had some more, they were in the news in another way where someone who was working in one of their California plants had sued them and a jury had awarded him $137 million because management walks around apparently in this location calling all the black workers the N-word or the dumb N-word. And, um, and um, you know, $137 million, but they cut it down to fifteen. So he had a victory today, so I guess he felt good and he was going to go ahead and buy Twitter. You're sitting back, Gene. What are you thinking, bro? Oh man, nothing. I mean I'm trying to I'm trying to keep up. Shit. That's a lot uh, of shit, right? It's a lot to process. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I, I would like to know the particulars, you know. I mean the way you put it, you know, you said the management was just <laughs> Walk around calling people dumb, yeah, dumb in words, yeah. And when they complained about it, you know, other other um, people would like, you know, they pile on, and um, they actually left a on this guy's desk. They actually like left a um, some type of effigy or something. He so like, is this uh, just one branch in one section of uh, of Tesla, or are you talking about headquarters? This is uh, Tesla. Well, this is Tesla. Whatever the headquarters in California are. You know, fact the factory where they're actually building the stuff, building the uh, those Teslas, and one hundred and forty three million was what he was awarded. It got cut down to fifteen million, and now the attorneys are trying to get some of that. They're going to go and try to get some of that money back. But the, why did it get cut down? The lawyer says that they can only offer them a certain amount of money by law, and then they can only multiply it by a certain amount of money. So it's like by law, it's like fifteen million is the most that they can actually get is his interpretation of the law, you know, based upon the punitive damage and the actual damage. That's what the judge did. That's what the judge did. That's what the judge did. But, you know, Elon Musk, man, it's like he wants free speech in his places too. I guess that's what he was saying. 
You know, my manager should be able to tell their underlings, call them anything that they want to call them. And he comes so, from apartheid. South Africa was part of like his life growing up. This is this is what I what I think about uh, if you if if you're a white boy, if you if you white and you call a black person a nigga, and you get away with it, you got the right one, mm. right? But. I mean, try your luck if you want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, eventually, you're going to run into and get that Will Smith. And then maybe you'll understand that that's just not the shit to say. Worse. Worse than than Will Smith. Or worse. But, I mean, this you're talking about... So when you ain't never... And we've all... Well, speaking for myself, I've experienced it that rap on the beat that makes you understand, okay, that ain't the shit you're supposed to say. You know what I'm saying? I, I've gotten that before. You know what I mean? From from parents, from from other people, I've gotten that rap on the beat to know, okay, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're looking at a whole generation of people in this day and age that never got that rap on the beat. Mm. So they just think it's all right to say any motherfucking thing. They really do. You know, this guy who's running for Congress in Georgia, a brother by the name of Vernon Sambo Jones, he referred to um, Elon Musk as his favorite African-American for (laughs) attempting to buy Twitter. I don't know if they call him. I don't know for sure. Somebody just called him Sambo. It might have been me. I don't know. But, um... Mm. Yeah, he called him his favorite African American because he's South African. He's lived Who in did? America for his name is Vernon Sambo Jones. He's running for Vernon Congress. Jones. Yeah, he's a Trump supporter. Black guy, brother. The unfortunate thing, for in a us, way. Go ahead. The unfortunate right. thing for us is that there's always going to be someone in the community that craves the love of white people. And will do and say anything to get it. That's running. Yep. It's it's just it's just part of who we are, because you know our indoctrination into this country was so was so violent. Like people, so people talk about crabs in the barrel, right? How they how crabs in the barrel act, but the crabs in the barrel are not the problem. The problem is that the crabs are in a fucking barrel. Mm. Not in their natural habitat. Say it you see, again. You see what I'm saying? I mean, so how how somebody reacts outside of their natural habitat, you can't really hold them accountable for that. So the so the crabs in the barrel are doing they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They just trying to get the fuck out of the barrel. They ain't necessarily trying to pull other crabs down, but they trying to get out too. Mm. But you can't, like I said, you can't hold them accountable for what they do in this barrel because they ain't supposed to be in the goddamn barrel. That's all they know. The only, the most troubling, the most troubling thing I heard today was in in revolt in um in response to the to the shooting. Um, 
this guy, this guy online was talking and he was saying that he was kind of saying like, you know, if we go out and we shoot people, we kill people all the time, then, you know, they have a right sometimes to go out and shoot and kill us. And I, as soon as he was saying that, I was thinking about what Rob said last week when I was, when I, or the week before that, actually, when I was talking about what happened with Ryan Coogler and he said that, you know, we go to the same schools as them. So we're getting the same training as them and we're getting the same understanding as them. And, you know, Sambo Jones there, he went to a school where he got his training and his thought process is that even on a day, he he doesn't even think or consider on the same day when, you know, when um, Elon Musk has his has his his um, award, his like punitive award that he's supposed to give to someone else cut down to 15 million from 137 million for usage of for liberal usage of the n-word in the workplace it doesn't even like register with him that like you know those optics are really really bad or maybe it does register with him and those are the optics that he actually wants so if he doesn't get elected I'm sure he'll get a lot of contributions from across the country from people like supporting him and he'll be able to take that money and turn it into a nice little banjo shop where he bing, 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 where he can entertain people for plenty of time. You ain't never seen no niggas play that funky fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> so guess what, least, fellas? Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. At least he got that 15 shit. You know? Yeah. Well, I know that's a, that's that's a decent uh, you know constellation. Yeah, that fifteen is actually broken down into uh, I guess that would be ten after attorneys if they take thirty three percent. So it's still ten million. He could do a lot. He can you know he could do a little bit of work on Instagram. But fellas, it's been an hour and we are done with time. Let's wrap it up. Yep. You see what happens when I when I come and I write notes, Gene. We don't laugh as much on the show. It's awesome. it's awesome. It's like a pastor that ends it on time over a pastor that keeps you there another two hours. That's yes, awesome, man. But it's not as funny. It's definitely not as funny as last week. It's definitely not as funny. But, fellas, from the A, Mr. Dub K. Yes. Yes, it's a better pleasure. You know, I'm you know thinking about you saying goodbye and knowing your L.A. roots and everything. Uh, we didn't even get a chance to talk about Compton and Long Beach and Harlem getting together. We'll have to cover that another time. Right. You know, bad right. boy. And all up in the videos. All up in the videos. Rest yeah. stuff, uh, you put Def Jam. It's the, I meant Def Row. Def Row. Oh, get, so that's Snoop and Puff. Yeah, they're getting it, they're getting it together. I don't think, listen, the only thing I can say about that, I remember Jack the Rapper. You know, when I was in the elevator and they recognized me in the elevator and I was in the elevator surrounded by a whole bunch of deaf row cats. And I was like, you know, high as fuck because I was always high as fuck back then. And, you know, at the end of the at the end of the thing, it was like they at the end of the ride, they just gave me a T-shirt and everything. So I guess that was I don't know if the T-shirt was my warning or whatever. But now Compton, Long Beach, and Harlem can now get together in peace and love and ride the elevator together. 
nice. From Nassau, yeah, from Nassau County, Strong Island, because I know that's where you got to be by now, right? Oh, no. From Wicks Road, my guy. Wicks Road. Around yeah, the corner. Wicks Road, baby. Yes, sir. at your boy, Mr. Grant <laughs> Lancaster. That's right. Hey, don't forget, go to City Wings, 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, go down Michigan. And get you some, baby. That's right. Amish girls are safe this weekend. Until I go back through Pennsylvania. Until you go back through Pennsylvania. Fellas, Born in Trouble, Episode 7. Thanks for showing up. Peace. And Mr. Brooks, we'll see you next week. I got bad things to say about you. Peace. (laughs) 